0: Okay, welcome to the Punch Touch Podcast Real fans, real talk We dissect, dive deep and discuss juicy bits of gossip and news from the world of boxing and MMA I'm Coach T, I'm your host and welcome to a crazy ride of adventure Real fans, for the fans, let's go It's the Punch Touch Podcast It's the Punch Touch Podcast Touch podcast. P-t-p. welcome welcome everybody to another fantastic episode of Punch Touch podcast. Yes and I'm your host Coach T. With me, I've got two of the best with me because this is a this is a UFC style of show. I ain't done UFC for a while and I've got two of the best best merchants of insights and perspectives with me um first of all i like to welcome he ain't been on the show for a while so i'm gonna welcome him first professor welcome back
1: Thanks, Coach T. Apologies, listeners, for my hiatus. We've had lots of things going on behind the scenes. So I'm um, glad to be back on the podcast and very excited to talk about this UFC 275 card, which has just happened. So, yeah, thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Pleasure to have you back. And, of course, riding shotgun with me again, always sprinkling the seeds of of, of thoughtful insights and and sometimes some crazy stuff as well, but we wouldn't change him for, for the world welcome farmer welcome
2: hello hello good morning good afternoon and good evening viewers out there i'm back as coach t says i'm here the farmer i welcome you all let's get ready to rumble
0: Yes, let's get ready to rumble. And before we talk about the UFC card, UFC 275, that happened on the weekend just gone. Um, just just to touch base with you, Professor, you said you've been busy. So um, could you just give us an insight of what you can say with regards to what you've been doing, who you've been linking up with and, and where things are going for you?
1: Gosh, um, where do I start, Coach T? Um I'll start with the uh the, the I'll start with the boring stuff if I'm honest because I appreciate it's not very really fighter focused, but we've been doing work with um the Bristol City sort of um, community projects in terms of obviously uh, Bristol Sport Foundation as well. So we're doing some talks with kids and stuff like this, all about nutrition, which has been fantastic. We've been involved with some charity events. So we've got um, one for a couple of gentlemen who are playing tennis for 11 wow. hours straight uh, in memory of well, for a charity which raises money for parents who have lost children at a very young age. So that's been going on. Wow. And the Fight Fans, the more exciting stuff is we've got... One of our clients, one of our fighters, uh, a guy called Will Southern at the age of 17 is fighting on a Brazilian jiu-jitsu card called Polaris that's happening next Saturday. Um, Tickets are still available for the event. There will be a live link to this. And we're going to have the likes of Damian Meyer. I know where I'm going to be, and that's going to be at ringside, obviously, with Polaris, which is great. And then just today, we had some more news that we've just uh, taken on board. An additional client who is the british uh champion at brown belt a guy called mark hibbard who's again local to bristol who's been doing some incredible stuff and he's got some exciting matches to uh, to be announced without me bringing anything for the future so yeah busy behind the scenes but again lots to obviously dig- digest and carry on with and level up as they say so
0: yeah excellent and polaris is no joke like polaris is i mean it's polaris pro grappling is like it's,
1: it's one of europe's
0: like, uh longest running, large-scale professional grappling events, isn't it?
1: Yeah, they've had literally mo- some of the most top and notorious people on there. They've had, obviously, people like Craig Jones. I don't know if Gordon Ryan's been on there, if I'm honest. But, again, you don't get anybody just turn up on that event. And, obviously, COVID hit it hard when it was taking off as such. And so they've definitely come back with a big bang for this one. not saying the last one wasn't too bad either. But this is, like, they've gone all out for this, you can tell. And... The, the rule sets they got for this coach T is once you're eliminated, that's it. And it's team versus team. So um, it's going to be very interesting, especially obviously with the Brazilians coming with a with a big storm, let's say, to retake on the USA.
0: Oh, wow. And that's, um, so that's going to be, as far as I know, um, correct me if I'm wrong, that's like, What's that? UK, USA—is um, that it? Is there any more?
1: Oh, they've got loads little matches on the prelims. They've got USA versus Brazil, so they've got two sets of teams on there, and it's basically the teams will keep on going until one team's completely fully eliminated, right? Um, so, and they've got some big names on there that they've had before. We've put on performances. Polaris don't reach out for, let's say, point scorers. They reach out for people who are going to finish the job. Yeah, so it's not going to be a one by technicality. They want someone to be tapping on that mat or being choked out. So really, really high caliber of stuff. And like I said, proud of our guy, Will Seven. This is his second appearance on there. His last one, I think he was at 16 when he was on there. Uh, and even got a highlight reel, which was really cool. And um, so, again, good luck to him. Obviously, cannot wait to get him on there.
0: And is it is he going to be Gi or no Gi?
1: No Gi. So um, they don't. They sometimes do some Gi on Polaris. I'm not sure they've got much on this time round. Uh, but last time it was a no-gi and this one's also a no-gi for him as well.
0: Okay, excellent. And for for the listeners, when we say gi, it's basically uh the pajamas. <laughs> like uh, imagine a, like a karate, imagine your stereotypical karate dude. That type of clothing. Obviously, there's the, there's major uh, differences in the detail in, in the lapel, the collar, the stitching. There's 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 a massive a massive amount of detail more so than just standard karate clothing. But it's it's basically that's what we mean when we say gi. You're either wearing it. No gi. Usually, um, people would be wearing a, a rash guard, which is like a tight tight type of spandexy um, top.
1: Mm-hmm definitely. And I think for the listeners as well, do not think our oh, pajamas, that's not much. That thing is an absolute weapon in itself. <laughs> <you> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You get wrapped up without even realizing what the hell is going on. And next thing you know, you're waking up being told, Oh yeah, uh, you kind of passed out there. It's like, oh, I didn't even realize it was going on. So I'm talking from experience there as well, listeners. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you know what I can I can echo what you're saying there, Professor. I, I, I remember rolling about in the gi and um I was on top and I thought I was doing a great job on, on top. And lo and behold, um I, obviously I'm, I'm fighting the guys like he's a purple bird and he's just playing with me. And and what he was doing, he was distracting me with his his um trying to battle with the feet the foot position leg position he's distracting me with that while he's on he's basically undressing me with with now listeners wait wait this is let me get to the punchline more like the choke line so he's basically managed to you know, um unfluff my my um my gi that's been um held together with my top like the tunic is being uh you know kept in in its uh, position with, with the belt. And he's kind of just pulled the, the gi out of the belt and then lo and behold, as he finishes the move which he he started by pulling out on my gi, kinda like on un- undressing me, he ch- he chokes me out with my own garment. <laughs> he chokes me out with my own garment. Like, that's, that's no joke, and it's quite embarrassing as well. <laughs> it
1: is, it is. So, yeah, listeners, don't, like, say, think of this as, like, oh pajama cuddle fest, trust me. Even though we joke nah. about it, called Cuddle Club. Uh, it's definitely a different story to it. It's not, not for the faint hive. I'm not there to deter anyone from trying it. It's probably one of the best things I've ever done. Um, it definitely gets you in the right mindset and definitely helps you level up as an individual because as soon as you walk on that mat, you're all equal. It makes no difference on your upbringing, your finances, who you know. You're all at the same place in that instance. And it's just a great community. But I could go on for hours about that. So I'll be quiet.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's all good, man. It's a great little insight. And it's really good to hear how you're progressing, with, especially with something so close to your heart, as well as it being you know, in alignment with what you do professionally. Farmer, uh, how you been? You good?
2: Um, Absolutely fab, mate. Can't wait. Can't get ready, can't wait to you know get stuck into this today. Uh, yeah, so I, hear, so I want to hear the professor's um views on some of the, my uh, topics I like
1: to bring up later. I was like stirring something up already, because so I can't wait to this. is gonna be funny.
0: <laughs> okay, so then let, let's jump straight into this, gents. So we we had um uh, we had a, a UFC event, UFC two seven five. It was, uh, I believe, it was in Singapore, in an indoor stadium. And let's start off with the women's strawweight category. We had Wei Lei Zhang versus Joanna uh, Jocek. Um I personally, I thought, I mean, I thought may. May may do something different here. I, I think the favorite may have been, uh the champion, but I did think Joe Check may have may have pulled off something. We got Wei Li Zhang. She's she's twenty two with three. We got uh, Joe Check sixteen and five. Um, the fight, mate. The, the title of this is called Spinning Knockout. That's the title of this of this particular. Episode, episode 18. And um, what I saw, uh, it finished as a spinning knockout. And when I say spinning, it was like a, imagine somebody doing a spinning punch, spinning back fist. But instead of the fist that made contact with the cranium, it was the forearm that literally hit the side wall of check's head. And I think part of the forearm hit the clotted artery as well. It was, it, it looked like a, it looked like a car crash. Honestly, like, you know, the dummies in the car in the slow motion because the UFC, they showed that shit slow motion. And literally the force, the violent nature and the collision of this, this object, which was uh, Zhang's forearm, smashing into the side of like a little bit on the chin, a little bit on the neck. Oh, man, it, it, it was like almost a slightly delayed knockout as well as Joe Jocek went to punch her and then just clapped and fell in her face like a drunk auntie at a barbecue.
1: Yeah, you pretty much summed it there pretty much up, Coach T. Um, that last final moment of, of that fight, I think my reflections on it, if anything, is that it's definitely showing how MMA in total is still evolving to this day, right? The idea being is that, no offence to Joanna, but her game plan, since she's obviously been previously the strawweight champion, I don't think it's ever changed that much. And so when we look at Wei Lee and what she's done previously and how she's approached this fight, um, I, it didn't surprise me that was the outcome. However much I've loved Joanna, what she's done for the sport, her character, her charisma, the two and throw battles, obviously between her and uh, Rose at in U.S. for example, been fantastic. She's a great attribute to the sport and so on. But In terms of development, I think she's come from the era of just simply biting down the mouthpiece and just trying harder, just keep persisting with what you do, which unfortunately I'd say very much nowadays, you can't just rely on that. There are too many people who will do that type of approach, and unfortunately, you're going to have to start levelling up other areas of your game to try and find a a winning moment, and this is very much true, dare I say, well, well, further fight we'll talk on later on this evening, but... That's kind of my outtake on that, if I'm honest. But again, credit to Wei I'm not quite sure where she goes next as to who she fights next, but definitely the right move and right good time. Hello. Good-
0: Hello, we're still here, Farmer. Yes, we're still here. <laughs> Hello, Farmer. You still there, mate? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, so I thought we lost you there for a minute. Yeah, so um, what did you think about that fight, Farmer? Uh, the Wei versus Joanna.
2: Um, to be honest, you guys summed up quite, um, quite well and detailed. I couldn't get any better than that. What well, I would have said on your behalf, I would said it was a baseball bat, basically, not to, from a jaw to a neck. Um, what Professor said, I echoed what he said, but I would have said, um, there was a false horizon, false thought process there. With Joanna, she still had the speed; she just haven't got the power. And what Professor mentioned there about um, evolving, she just used her speed, but her, she hasn't got any power anymore to uh, to be effective and make a huge impact in the fight anymore. And I thought she was doing okay. Uh, at times, she she did match um, only uh, uh, with her speed, but it's just the power. But the actual knockout was, was beautiful to watch. Um, yeah, echo what um, Professor said about her Joanna's um, achievements and. Um, she is thirty five. Um, she's doing really well in the sport. She wants to get into management. I think she'd be hopefully she'd be good at it. Um, and because she's got the experience now, fighting for the UFC and the various other organizations. So uh, I wish her all the best. And she's been great to watch because she always brings it. And she's always been an entertaining fight. So I can't remember recall that Joanna's you know, been ever been in a boring fight.
1: that's true I think uh, Farmer you touched on a very interesting point there which I think is happening a lot more is that she's been very successful business-wise outside of the UFC and then for the viewers obviously and listeners who may not be aware she actually retired um, after that fight and left the gloves in the ring as they traditionally do but she mentioned then also that she wanted to have a family Uh, she obviously wanted to grow a business and stuff like that and it's a very interesting concept that does that then also put a shelf life on a lot of these female fighters as well, in the sense that they've got a less of a t- less time potentially in the ring for them to be able to take that type of commitment on, if you see what I mean?
0: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good point. You know, she does have a life outside, and her life seems to be, um, flowing quite well outside. Um, I, I don't know if the the listeners would know, but you should check out their first bout. I think they they first came to blows in UFC two four, two four eight, I believe.
1: That's mental. Uh, that well, the thing is, I think everyone, if we had, if you did ever watch that, the most iconic thing was the, uh, with the the technical term was the hematobin that then grew on Joanna's head. Yes. Which uh basically made her again, I'm sure she again, I don't imagine she won't listen to this, but at the same time she does there's no offense or anything, but she looked like an alien. Um where it grew blew up so much.
0: Yeah it it, it made uh, it it looked deformed. She her skull looked deformed because the hematoma, you know, for 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 the layman's language there big ass fucking like a, a, a bruise on steroids like massive like it's it, her face yeah she did she, she looked like half a half a praying mantis <laughs> yeah that's
2: what way have describing it <laughs> yeah she was but my god what a fight um if you do watch it guys i i personally think it's one of the most exhilarating fights i've ever seen in boxing as well as um ufc mm. I, I thought that every second of that was brilliant absolutely it was guts it was gone. It was will to win. Uh, and, you know, the only thing I can remember the famous trilogy um, with um, Tora Gatti on um, uh, Ward, the Irish American. That, that was something similar to my memory. But yeah, it was a great fight. Um, if you're squeamish ladies, I wouldn't watch it, but it is proper toe to toe. You would never believe are women can throw throw down like that.
0: Mm, yeah you're right you're absolutely right farmer. Um one thing I'd like to mention before we move to the um, the next fights on the card you did mention professor about the evolution of um of of MMA and also the fact that you know Joanna hasn't really moved away from her style and her approach. I mean because you know at, at the time it wasn't broken so it didn't need fixing. Well yeah. but, but you you are you know you are if if if, if you're rigid you're not going to be as flexible to, to evolve, are you? If, you, if you're rigid? And one thing that stands out to me is I'm looking at these stats, we've got three out of six takedown attempts. Well, basically three that landed out of six attempts. And this is from um, Wei Lee, and I think that there was a slight difference there, that that whole wrestling quality, the strength of the wrestling. Uh, I think that kind of disheveled uh, Joanne a little bit as well. She got dominated in that.
1: She did, and the, the thing is, is that Joanna's never been known for her wrestling or takedowns, if that makes sense. And so... When you reflect on this, you've got to be an expert in all these fields. Obviously, when we look at the lifespan of the UFC and MMA, it's still probably quite much in its infancy in comparison to a lot of other sports. And so at that time, it was the karate guy versus the wrestler. Yeah. It then evolved to people who then had experience, like, I don't know, 10 years worth of karate, five years worth of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And as time's now getting on, where these people are starting at a younger age or sort of, eight, nine, five years old and then by the time you get to, I don't know, the UFC so great ex- A person to give us an example here is someone like Tom Aspinall who's got a black belt in jiu-jitsu that's right but a highly skilled boxing capabilities yeah of what you probably label as a black belt level yeah and also has everything else under the sun and so the problem is is that Wei Lee obviously is young she's up and coming and by looks things and from her record it's been something that she's done from day dot and she's done MMA from day dot not just I'm going to do muay, which is where Joanna came from. The sad thing to say about this, and I know we'll be talking about this next individual shortly, is that her and Valentina used to have muay fights against each other for world championships. And it's kind of sad to see that Valentina hasn't. Valentina's developed her game in all aspects of MMA, and Joanna just hasn't followed suit because. As you kind of mentioned, if it's working, why fix it? But in terms of game planning, I'm sure both you and Farmer would agree on this. If you've got a very obvious game plan on what you're going to go to, in terms of trying to counteract it, you'll find holes. Yeah? Oh, somebody doesn't go for takedowns. Well, guess what? I'm going to put those in there just to throw you off your striking game. Yeah? It's quite an easy thing to overcome if you're very pigeonholed in what you do.
0: Uh. Mm, very true, very true. And and speaking of um of things being pigeonholed, I, I personally I think one of the judges on this next fight should have been put in some form of hole like a pigeon because I I don't know what he or she was watching when they scored this this fight, especially one of the judges. Uh, we got this is still UFC two seven five women flyweight now because this it, 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 you know it wasn't a completely ladies night, but but the ladies. Did put on a show. There was a lot of hearts. There was a lot of this, a lot of guts on display. Personally, we got Valentina Bullet Shevchenko versus Tayla, um Santos. Um, well, I think it's Talia. Uh, Talia. Talia sounds a lot more cuter than tayila uh, Talia Santos. We got Shevchenko with twenty-three and three. Uh, Santos nineteen and two. Um, significant strikes. Uh, I just want to say these stats before we uh, explore this fight. Uh, we got Sevchenko. She threw three hundred and nine total strikes and landed two hundred and thirty-four. A seventy-five percent ratio. That's that's pretty decent at that level, I would think. Um, we got a uh, Santos. Uh, she threw a total of one hundred and eighty and landed one hundred and twenty-eight. A lot less volume a lot less output and she's got 71 percent about just just about 70 percent um significant strikes 77 from uh, shevchenko that landed out of 139s so it gives her like a, a break even 55 52 53 percent and significant strikes from um, Santos was 55 she landed 55 and threw 102 53 percent so the, the the stats ratios are pretty are pretty close. With regards to total strikes and significant strikes. Takedowns, this is where we get to see a bit more of a split. We got takedowns. Valentina only landed three takedowns out of five, or completed three out of five attempts. And we got Santos. Um, she and she got three takedowns, completed three. Also, she did also have three submission attempts as well. Shevchenko had one. Um, these are the stats. Uh, you know, Sevchenko was given it on a split decision. and uh, One of the judges had, a, I think, uh, four rounds to one, I think. And I, I did not see that. I didn't see the fight with her winning four rounds to one. I didn't see that. I mean, uh, first of all, Farmer, wh- wh- what do you think about that?
2: That was a joke. Simple as that. Sorry, it was a joke. Uh, how did Santos lose that? She dominated the ground. You said about significant strikes. And it was pitter patter from Chudenko. I mean, I'm a big fan of hers, but that was a such a clear win from Santos. I cannot believe um, Chudenko walked away with that. I'm very disappointed, um, guys, on that. Really disappointed. I I, I I I watched it again to just say, come on, am I am I being um, one eyed here? It was a clear victory. Doesn't the stats to me? i ooh, uh, if we're gonna get a war pitter patter, uh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm speechless, mate. I thought Brazil got robbed of a world, a new world champion. I haven't got much to say on top of that. It was so clear cut. Even some of the all the experts were saying that weren't in the commentary. Everyone was surprised. Santos won that.
0: I could hear the venom in your voice.
2: Oh, it was it was shocking, mate. Shocking how they 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 scored that. I, I I'm you, you you people have put so much hard work. Okay, the head... The momentum slightly lost with a head clash, blah blah blah. We can all put that, but Santos won that. She ragdolled her. She absolutely ragdolled her. It was like watching a, uh, um um uh, a trained on station dog, you know, ragdolling a, a, um a police officer in training. It was it was ridiculous, mate, to to see how the UFC how four to one. Where did he get that from?
0: I, I, Yeah, I disagree with that. Personally, I thought Santos won. I think she won the first two rounds very clearly. Third round was a bit tight, but I gave it to Santos based on, on some of the ground control. And then I saw Shevchenko kind of take over over the last two rounds.
2: Yeah, the head the, the head the head, thing did change it a little bit, as I said. The head clash. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm The UFC, two, three years ago, they used to say how they were more advanced than boxing. Boxing are dodgy they're starting to have a lot of dozy decisions in the last couple of years as well, aren't they?
0: Mm, mm, they have. Before we get into that, though, I'd, I'd like to get uh, Professor's uh, uh, introspection. What, what do you think about what Farmer's saying there, Professor?
1: I think there's a couple of things that we kind of need to highlight here. Number one, I agree with the scorecard. No, I don't agree with the outcome of the scorecard being four to one, um, if I'm honest. I, I can't see that. Maybe three to two, either way. The issue we've got here more so is trying to have an established scoring system which is fair and equal to a takedown as to significant strikes right because as we all know one punch could knock someone out yeah one takedown isn't necessarily going to take someone out completely but if you landed them on your head on their head maybe that could knock them out completely so it's trying to see obviously what's a fair comparison in sort of like where would you mark someone as being dominant now, interestingly enough, there's been a few local MMA shows which I've been at and they, they have had issues with scoring the rounds. Obviously, these have been amateur cards more so because one of the opponents has been wrestling, but not progressing with the wrestling, if that makes sense. And so a couple of things i probably note when obviously Santos was on Valentina's back, for example... She was obviously trying to progress, obviously, to get a rear naked choke in because that's typically what you're going to look for in that position more so. But you saw Valentina still fighting really oddly, obviously, with her face facing up towards the ceiling, but is mm. behind her trying to make contact with Santos, right? And this is the thing. When it comes to grappling, again, from a jiu-jitsu perspective, you will be penalized for inactive movement, okay? So if, for example, those two weren't able to physically hit each other, Santos would be eventually penalised for lack of movement, yeah? And so it's not it is a dominant position to be in but at what point do you call it okay well you've dominated that position but you've not done anything else more with it it's
0: it's, it's what you say there professor that that lack of um if if there's not a clear and i think the referee this is where referee's discretion comes comes into play in it if there's not a clear attempt to advance the movement and it could be trying to if you're trying to work a submission i think it's very clear like the referee would see that if you're trying to work a submission, if you're just laying there or you're just literally just holding with yeah. no no uh, no, there's no intention of of finishing of damage. There's no intention, no bad intention there. Really, she's just you know, is there an indicator of some form of bad intention? Mm-hmm. Then I, I I would I would give that still to the person that is controlling the grappling situation, you know, as 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 she. She's getting punched in her face from... It's like, what about a, a mount?
1: I was going to say, it wasn't a couple of punches, though. Yeah, Valentina was consistently trying to hit her. Yes, sense. yes, she and was. If she was facing the other way, let's say... and Pitter-patter,
2: pitter-patter. <laughs> Sorry
1: <laughs> play games here. It was pitter-patter. It, like, it was pitter-patter. Patter. Right, hold on, let's put this in a straight Follow. that was Khabib, yeah, and someone else, you'd be like, Khabib should have lost that. But he 100% lost that.
2: No, I'm being honest with you. It's a world title fight, right? And, and and if we're scoring pitter-patter, we might as well go back to what's that? What's that? Um, freestyle bloody, um, semi-contact is about aggression and trying to get in position. You've seen Santos was remember, Santos is a challenger and she was putting up, putting up on her. And yeah. so, the so here a scorecard of four to one, it was three I... to two. No, I'm not saying San, um, Shevchenko didn't make end Rose. What safe Shanko in that it was a head clash. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Right? She was getting dominated for three. Uh, yeah, that third one was slightly close, but she clearly won the first two, or two out of three,
1: and it was close. If I could there's a way of summarising this. I don't think Santos, like, I think she surprised herself, right, and kind of got caught in the headlights as to what to do next. Yeah, I don't think mentally she believed she would be able to get into that position with Valentina in the first place a couple of times and was like I, I don't I don't know what to do next type thing yeah and I think this is the other old old saying is that if you are dominating do not leave it to the judge's hands to decide what's going to happen next yeah mm. this is the yeah other... but there was a
2: handicap there wasn't there that, that head clash was it... I'm surprised that never... that head clash was bad
1: it
0: was it was bad and, and she changed after that head clash to be honest and I think she was gassing as well
1: yeah, because again, that's that our, that our first ever championship style of fight. So I, I, don't get me wrong. I think Valentina, Valentina's definitely got away with this, luckily. Yeah, she would definitely have to go back to the drawing board to look at it because obviously Santos seems to be a lot more dominant in the ground game more than anything else, which is, I don't know, that could actually be quite lethal for Valentina because she's gonna, obviously been doing such a great run with this. They were joking about they're running out of spaces with rubies on her belt and stuff like this. But to find a ceiling on something that you're not as good at, for me i'm like fantastic guess where i'm gonna be working on next yeah, yeah mm. i agree i agree with that and we,
2: saw it. we definitely saw a blueprint i thought it's the first time i've seen her very vulnerable mm. is- absolutely vulnerable when she went on the ground you can think fair enough i mean she you know defense She got a lot of guts and will um but santos i'll be straight and honest was a b-level fighter mm. And that's what worried me. Should I think because it, it, it was a bad day at the office. I would have my judgment the next couple of fights, um, but if there's a blueprint, Santos just gave us a blueprint. Well,
0: maybe a B level fighter with with a, uh, an A star strategy. I think her strategy was spot on.
2: The strategy was brilliant, mate. Yeah, the the, the game plan was brilliant. The game plan was good. So uh, when you said earlier on about. Um, she didn't know she was... No, the game plan was right. They they, they obviously thought about it and they saw definitely a massive chink in Shevchenko's um, armour. Wow. I I, I like the assassin, man. Don't get me wrong because I think she's
1: cute. I love the way she speaks. But guess what, people? She didn't do any funky dance at the end of that, did she? Uh, She just basically put her hand up in the air as if she won straight away. And even I was shocked by that.
2: Yeah. That was a sign. She's never, ever not done a dance after in a little famous castle, whatever we call it, dance. She thought she lost that that was their body language telling me she lost that
1: yeah i I think it's interesting because rose did the same thing remember after her last fight with um i forgot who she fought last time because she put her hand up um
0: i'm thinking about way lee for some
2: reason with that no 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 it was um what's
1: her name um yeah yeah the most boring fight in the world and she did exactly the same thing afterwards but I think if Valentina is to be the most dominant woman that she is, right, she's going to take that good old John Jones mentality, go and work on her grappling. And when that rematch does come around, because I'm sure Dana will put it out because she's cleared out that division too many times now. Like, if she wants to be that, that sort of goat status in terms of female champion, other than trying to take on that sort of stuff, she'll go to Santos with a round game and submit her. Yeah. And that would be absolutely epic to see her to fight and revolve type of thing. But it does surprise me that so many female fighters have come to Valentina thinking, I can outstrike this woman. Because at the end of the day, she's a world champion at doing that for a reason. So yeah. why all of a sudden you think you're going to be better than that is beyond me. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and hopefully she will just like, you know, study it, come back even more hard. at what's well, a perfect, perfect opportunity for her to, if she's, if she's losing some enthusiasm, there's something right there for
2: her. Right there. Yes, I mean, it could be a bad day at the office. Let's see her next fight. Um, I suppose sometimes when, when you have a, a dominant streak, you can have a day off, bad day at the office. I'm hoping that it is, but I I'm still believe Santos is a B-level fighter. Um, an A-plus. Uh, um, she should have taken around two rounds, but that's my personal opinion. But let's see what next. Let's see what happens in the, in the next um coming months.
1: Did, did you did you say one see any of that post uh post interviews after the fight? I didn't get a chance to watch any but did she um no I didn't I
0: didn't see any
1: I've seen a couple. I didn't I I I can't recall
2: they say the same old thing, don't they? They think they did this and blah blah
1: blah. I turned around and said, I don't know, I had I shit the night before or something like this. Do you know what I mean? And it was just as you mentioned, like an off day, a bad day at the office. If she went with the whole stuff of like, oh, I controlled it, that sort of stuff, then yeah, she's blagged the whole way through it. But I don't know, it might give us a bit of an indicator with stuff. But hey, I think there's still obviously a big discussion about how MMA is scored correctly. I don't think they've got it right yet, but it will, it will evolve, it will get better as time goes on, as I imagine. But it is what it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, there is many facets to this physical game of chess, don't it? Like the whole ground control, um, uh, you know, uh, the way you, you you command the octagon, the, the aggression. A lot of a lot of those things are quite subjective. Depending on what you like, if you if you like aggression, can you recognize when when somebody's putting a submission on, or or are they just resting, or or do you prefer like when someone's being more like trying to cause damage, trying to rain down e- elbows, or or you're a Kumura type of person? Like, I think it's quite subjective with who's viewing it.
2: It shouldn't be though.
0: It shouldn't. Be. No, no, it shouldn't.
2: There's criteria there, and, and let's be honest, we all got eyes. You know, they 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 got they 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 meant to know the nuances. They meant to know the nuances within the four or five arts. You know, and some of it's quite clear.
1: Some... It's, it reeks, How do you judge it? Like, like five punches to the head the same as a takedown?
2: Hmm. It, it depends. What the, as I say, if you get a pitter patter, do you know what I mean? Doesn't if you if you hit like like a. Um, like well, we can talk about the next guy but if you hit 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 and you can see is is the movement of the head the person's discomfort the, the bending of the body you can see that can't you some people are, are guys it well but you can see that you can definitely see it when Francis and Garner do it can't you you right. know and Derek Lewis you can see it physically see it can't you um
1: oh, it's like how do you do a combination of a so jiu jitsu rule set for example obviously you get certain points for different positions but like for example you won't get points for simply evading the position and going back to it constantly, for example. To
2: be fair, though, um, Professor, in the last couple of years, I don't know if you... I know you're a ground man. The jiu-jitsu, the, the floor art's not been quite obvious now. as It's been very stand-up striking in the last couple of years. There's not many people going to the ground nowadays.
1: Yeah, I, I think
2: it ebbs and flows. Prog- it's, been, it's been on its feet for a long, long time. Uh not saying, you know, you know, neglect that, but predominantly it's been... Yeah, the fourth and fifth round. Yeah, it probably ended. You're really, really tired. It might end in an arm lock, bar, or or mm-hmm. a choke. But generally, it's it's done on the feet, and someone strikes, hits someone. But very rarely, it, you know, it the, the, the stand
1: up game being.
2: Well, I would say I'm going to put it out there probably eighty percent dominant compared to the floor
1: game. I um, think depends on the fighters. I think it ebbs and flows. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's always been people who have been at the top of their game based, obviously, on how their style is. So, I know he's not your favourite, but let's be realistic. I mean, people did Khabib knockout.
2: Mm. No, no, dude, that's yeah. hardly any. That's why I say he can't be world champ, because he, uh, 15 of the 18 he fought, no one knows them. So, well, yeah, I agree with you.
1: Well, that, talking about Justin Gagey, Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor, mm. you there to so name nobodies, but um, on top of that, then look at Damian Meyer and his record, for example. He didn't ever re really knock anyone out. Yeah, no. no. Uh, he could have been, take me world champion. I appreciate he's a bit older, but yeah, it all did he e- lost. He have quite a lot. He did, but it. Guy like said it all ebbs and flows. Like who would have thought Glover would have got to where he was, and that wasn't again. I appreciate he's got heavy hands, but again, he had a lot of submissions in his game. But,
0: yeah, he he does. He he does, and um, he evolved. Uh, he evolved.
2: Uh, he evolved involved yeah. and, I think... and I'm, going to, I'm going to get on to it. involved but he should be, a 42 year old man shouldn't be doing what he's doing, I don't care anyone says mm. yeah. So,
0: so I, go on, carry on carry on Professor, go
1: on One thing to consider obviously especially from a jiu-jitsu jitsu aspect or grappling aspect is that later obviously into the rounds as you get more sweaty yeah. trying to then obviously grip people especially with these gloves which don't give you full momentum on there is an absolute nightmare, so all of a sudden you're not going to see Probably uh, trying arm triangles or anything like this, like, because of the fact that it's easier for people to slip out. Um, whereas obviously uh, y- you'll probably end up standing up more. Plus the game starts on the feet as well. So
2: yeah, if- and the striking is generally, as you just explained about the sweatiness, the striking is the key function. Yeah. You have mm. to strike, and not just with your hands, your feet. That's yeah. why. That's why Izzy. Is, is, a, is a great champion the strikers are dominant now
0: so speaking of striking i'm um, just as you're talking guys i've I've got um i've got a quick basically a summary of um ufc how they score like they're like all judges have a a you know criteria of how they score and it's still very subjective to be honest i mean i i'll, I'll there's only three main categories, but I'd love to get uh, both of your opinions on this. First one is effective striking and grappling. So this basically is determining how many legal strikes have been landed, how many takedowns and reversals that are executed, submission attempts and position advancements, as what Professor was talking about. And and all of this is taken into consideration. Well, that sounds like uh, one's, what they believe which would be considered more than the other. That's the first category. Second category is effective aggressiveness. So that's like chasing down the opponent. Literally, it says chasing down the opponent with, with the intention of attacking, okay? Moving forward effectively uh, and wanting to finish the fight. That, that is quite subjective. Like, how do you know they are wanting to finish the fight? Not passively. All right, passively is more when someone's being passively. I get that. You know, but there's, it's quite subjective. Uh, the third one and the last category is control of the fighting area, like octagon control, and um, the fighter that is controlling basically the center of the cage may not necessarily be the fighter that's winning. You know, a lot of the time you control the center of the cage, and you can get you can get touched up. You can get you can get touched up real bad. You can get smoked up real bad, even though you're in the middle of the cage, um, pushing the opponent outwards towards the cage, whatever that may mean. That you're, engaging. mean. you're engaging. You're engaging. You're engaging,
2: aren't you? It doesn't matter. You're engaging. The, the, the point fighter is doing the touching up and running. If you're engaging, that's what we want. We want people. To if you don't have someone, don't engage. You can't have a fight.
0: Yeah. So so women, think about it though. If 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 Izzy Izzy does a lot of, he's quite good on the back foot. Yeah. Sometimes he don't take the centre of the case because he's on the back foot, but he's still touching you up. Is that class? He's not controlling the area? Maybe he wants wants to be in that position. So would that not mean that he's controlling the area if he
2: wants to be there? The only time Izzy I ever see Izzy go on the back foot when he fought yo. Oh, he did it
1: with with Costa as well, to be fair. And with Anderson, if I'm honest, as well.
2: Um, That was an expedition fight. That that wasn't a fight. That was an expedition fight.
1: Costa, Costa,
2: oh, he played with Costa. Yeah,
0: yeah, There's one other thing as well I forgot to mention, guys. Um, The fighter that is dictating the pace and rhythm of the fight, choosing where the fight takes place. That's another thing as well with regards to controlling the area, controlling the pace.
1: Like, after you saying all this, Coach Tate, and reflecting on that fight, I can see why the judges would have given it to Valentina now. Mm. Yeah. Like, I didn't see, like I said, like, Santos leading it yeah like it was always random. she wasn't
0: leading the dance i agree
1: and that's where i think I, I don't agree with the four one i don't agree with that three two hundred percent yeah i could be like fair enough i think that's where the difference was um but i think it's hard because let's take for example floyd for example you put him in that rule set yeah like he was always known obviously was, was it pretty boy floyd is that right yeah so he wouldn't have necessarily been advancing as much so that would be seen as a negative yeah, so it, it's interesting with those, that type of rule set. The other thing to consider, which I don't know if you guys know, is that they don't have like a pool of UFC judges. They will outsource the judges to other areas. So it makes me then think about the judging within Singapore. Is it again more precious on stand up than it is on ground?
0: Yeah, that's right. That's that's going to be subjective again, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting.
0: Okay, as, speaking as, of it, as, sorry, as go ahead follow.
2: As you say, it starts on the ground. Starts on the feet, sorry. It starts on the feet, doesn't it? Every fight starts on its feet.
0: Mm. Yes. And speaking of a fight on its feet, um, Glover Tuxera. Yes, he was a light heavyweight champ. A, quite a surprising champ as well with with how he dealt with um, the former champ himself um, versus uh, Yuri. Um, how do you pronounce his name properly? Prochecker? Prochecker.
1: Pretty much. Prochecker, I think it is. Yeah. Projeka. Projeka.
0: Let's just call him Yuri. Yuri the Samurai. Yuri is a very, very interesting character. Like this guy, his fight camp is very. He's like, like imagine a fight camp for a hippie.
1: No, for for a movie. Like if you want a samurai in the woods, yeah, from Korea, that's where you're gonna find this guy.
0: Yeah, that's true. He's 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 so in touch with nature. Very grounded. Um, you know, meditation He found himself Used to be always in fights A very good fighter And uh, always getting into trouble and stuff And kind of found himself when Rocky, And he, it's beautiful
1: And Rocky went to the mountains to train, remember?
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, you're right There you go He did He did go to the mountains and train Carrying logs of wood And and, and running through snow and all sorts of shit And uh, he was fighting Glover Tuxera I, I thought Glover done better than what I thought The fight was going to go like mm-hmm. at, at one point, Clover, Clover could have had him, but he didn't. Basically, Yuri submitted the guy that was basically had the submission threats. <laughs> he, he, he submitted him. Real naked choke.
1: I screamed like a little girl when I watched it. <laughs> what the hell's going on? Because fair play to both of them. And then all of a sudden, like for the listeners out there, when was it? What was the final time on the clock?
0: Was it like 30 seconds ago? 20 seconds ago? Was something like that?
1: 20? Eight seconds, 28 seconds, 28 seconds I couldn't get my head around it, I was like, surely from that performance and you'd know roughly, your corner would be shouting at you, you would just do everything you can just to hold on like, like even to the point of like I don't know, passing out on the last second left type thing, so the judge just then breaks it up type stuff, do you know what I mean? But like, oh, what a fight, what a two-and-throwing, what two warriors, just fair play, like if I would, I'm surprised Glover didn't retire on that note because what a way to go out! I appreciate not on the losing your belt, is probably the best thing, but in terms of like a, a historical fight, like remembering for the, for the ages, perfect moment in my opinion. But
0: uh, that was a fight, mate. That was a fight. We got Glover 17 attempted takedowns, 17 <laughs> attempted takedowns, and he got five of them. He got five. He took some shots. He ate some shots like he like he was a, a truck driver stopping off for early morning one um, of those McDonald's McMuffin. Like he, he ate those shots, ate some shots. And so did Yuri take some shots. Yuri's head was all over the place at one point. Farmer, what did you make of this fight? Just
2: uh, frustrated. Uh, fr-
0: wh- wh- why frustrated? Why? why?
2: Uh, frustrated in... Um... Pajera, oh, I can't pronounce the name. Tonight. Yuri, we're just
0: calling Yuri. You no, no, the No, no, no.
2: Um, my Brazilian brother. Um, Glover. Glover, right? Glover. Uh, okay. um, he, as as um, Professor 28 seconds, I was amazed. I, I don't get me. I love Yuri as well. I find him quite a fascinating character. I've read up about him. And uh, yeah, he's a bad boy turned good. That's a wonderful story. But you had a 42, no, 43 year old man. He started to light him up in the fourth and fifth round. And he went for that jump. What did, what do you, what's that position? What do you call it? When he jumped on trying to get the... the um? Uh, help me he, he went for
0: he went for um, a guillotine, I guillotine, believe.
2: Right, he went for uh, a guillotine. Uh, uh, he went for a guillotine. When the guy stay, I forgot. Uh, and you think, come on, man. I know you spoke about this, me and you, um, Coach D He's drilled in them and drilled. I agree he's drilled. But he has vast experience. He's been doing this for 20 odd years plus. He's got, and he's been at the top level for a long time, viewers, um, Glover. He's been a top, top fighter. And he had that fight. That's what, that's the reason why we were in frustration. Because if he'd have played it out, continued the momentum, he won that fight hands down, you would have won that fight.
0: Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes it does work, you know, and who knows, I don't know, maybe, he, he, yeah. maybe his punching power was out, maybe he gassed himself a little bit with the punches.
2: He was lighting him up, he, he couldn't start, he couldn't miss him and he was, he was pulling him up and Yuri was knackered as well. Yes. You got mm. this? Actually, you got this? I can't believe it because Yuri just, all of a sudden, you've seen his energies went zap, really zap. Um, but yeah, fair play, got a win, but I, Kind of worry for Yuri, I think he's going to be a highlight reel, mate, of a knockout.
0: He he gets hit a lot, you know, Yuri.
2: He's good, yeah. He's going to be a highlight reel, but great fight. Just I'm um, be honest, I was I wanted the old man to win. Um, he didn't. Um, and uh, Yuri's definitely a worthy champion. Um, but yeah, that was my frustration because Glover had that in the bag. But yeah, for a spectacle, well you can't beat that. Kind it was a great, great fight. And I I echo what you say, um, Coach T. I thought Yuri was going to take him out in two rounds, mate. I really did. Um, But um, Glover, his tenacity, his will and his strength and his IQ, you know, to to get through to the fifth round, he did really well. But I was frustrated, frustrated how he tried that guillotine with a sweaty body. Uh, It was a high-risk award. It was too high risk.
0: Yeah, you're right, Professor. What did what did you make of the fact that that um, Glover was able to take down Yuri so easily? That the I think it was the first round. He took him down a couple of times, tree top him, didn't he?
1: Yeah, he did. Like he took him a quite down a few times. But at the same time, you've got to put this into perspective that you have a guy whose original martial art was jujitsu. Yeah. Right? wrestling, all that type of stuff. From a national country, Jiu-Jitsu. Brazil, it's not called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for no reason. You know, right. So the fact that he easily took Jiri down, it doesn't surprise me. It's like, I don't know, Khabib getting in the cage and not taking someone down. That would be concerning. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't surprise me. I? I was surprised at how well Jiri managed it. Uh, he was very smart and calculated, obviously, because there was many opportunities for him to go back to the ground, obviously, with Glover. Um, but the other thing which I give credit for G, which I think gets forgotten a lot about, is he was game to do ground and pound on top of Glover. He was not scared of the fact that Glover had, and,
0: and it worked at one point. It was it was impressive, it was vicious.
1: mate. Vicious, like he was throwing. He's got the world's longest arm, so these giant levers are just coming in and swinging into like Glover's head and stuff. Um, and then yeah, like I said, just it was just a great back, backwards and forwards. I think someone mentioned it on a comment, in that. Jury's youth won him that belt I think it was mm. uh, and that uh, it shows obviously he's got the heart the mentality for it he's obviously come from, similar to Izzy he took his time before getting to the UFC um, obviously a lot of obviously a big reputation beforehand so obviously again three fights into getting the world championship title was fantastic yeah can't discredit that um, but again on top of everything else like he's got a lot of learning to do he's gonna have to up some elements of his game and I think this is going to be really bad for me to say this. For him to stay at that caliber and winning consistently in that weight division, I think he's going to have to move camp elsewhere or move away from this whole solidarity confinement type thing. Because we've got an example of someone who's done that before. And unfortunately, it's kind of all dwindled downhill. With the likes of Tony Ferguson, right? Mm. He needs, like, I don't know, like, Izzy's got obviously the team, um, City Kickboxing Academy behind him right got some wicked fighters there like Wei Lee's got Henry Cejudo in the corner I think the problem is for Jerry's Jiri needs to find a I'm not saying he's not training at a decent place already but he needs to find a more established fight team ASAP to be able to get the right caliber of training in which is gonna be hard for a lone wolf type like himself I'm honest yeah
0: Mm, what about America top team
1: yeah but how is it how is the lone wolf gonna fit into American top team do you know what I mean like mm. that's the awkward stuff, and you're gonna have to find a team that's gonna suit him, and he's gonna be happy with. Because if I'm honest, I don't know. Obviously, don't know Jerry well enough to obviously say this, but I have a feeling he'd be a guy who walked into the room and just goes, "No, this isn't for me," and just walks back out again without even talking to anyone. Well,
0: just, well at least at least if stay true to um, what he believes, you know, how he feels,
1: which is great. But in terms of Marcus' ability, and like I said, him being a world champion, he has to have that bitter pill to swallow and kind of say, "Right, I can only do so much by myself and my own learnings." Do you know what I mean? Uh, mm. It it's one of those things and that's where i think it would be even more scary if he was able to join someone like american top team um or maybe even sanford mma um or it would be another level again if all of a sudden you'd get someone like um oh who coaches kamaru Usman, rhodanama yumez and justin gagey that one guy uh trevor trevor whitman whitman
0: uh, whitman yeah i think that might be a good suit actually oh.
1: No, even better. I think personally, for Asa, for Sahabi from um, is it TriStar <laughs> in Canada?
0: Okay, okay. I don't um, know much about he's
2: him. He's good.
1: He changed G- GSP.
2: Yeah, that's right. He's yeah, He's like a, um. I don't know. Is he so uh, uh, Saudi or yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He's very good.
1: Very, very good. Him and Jiri, I think, would be fantastic together, for i honest, because I think he's very respectful in terms of, obviously, how fighters perform. He's happy to deal with the way fighters are. So, obviously, GSP has his quirks, we say, yeah. Mm-hmm. All over. Um, and so, I think that would work well for him. So, obviously, G- I'd say quite similarly followed that footsteps of, like, I want to become a mixed martial artist. Very much, obviously, happy to lead the karate way type thing, which we all know is, obviously, not be horrible, kind of a bit of a joke when it comes to mixed martial arts. Do you know what I mean? Um,
0: yeah more 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 it's it you can use that as well as other tools yeah be the best way because because uh what's his name done that very well in it the the the, the One, irish madman used it very well
1: oh connor did that as well yeah they don't get me wrong there's elements of it which are good but in terms of like i hate this because i'm probably being a lot biased by this but you hear you get a black belt in jiu-jitsu and a black belt in karate you know who's gonna be the winner right um and it's kind of like an ongoing joke within a lot of different communities. But at the same time, I think anyway, back to my point being, I think Jiri with us Sahabi would be fantastic. So I think for us would be able to be accommodating of what he wants. But again, Jiri being here, he is. Do you think he's been able to swallow his pride that he lived in the forest in... <laughs> learning all this to become world champion and go, oh, I know where I can be better now.
2: It, unfortunately... It's a lot of, a lot of, vacant um, vacant vac- a um, lot of vacancies in, in, in the Canada, there's a lot of open space there. So we... You can go and live in the wilderness.
0: And, and, and it also, it also a lot of it is not just about where you're living. It's, it's how you're feeling, how you're living in your head. And if he really has centered himself, it won't matter where he is because he would have had some form of more of control of his internal environment, which is his mental, mental state. Like you, you close your eyes in a forest, you close your eyes in a bedroom, you've closed your eyes. You should be centered
1: it should be it's like I said it's just that whole bitter pill to swallow that unfortunately there's so much you can do with your setup that makes sense
0: yeah and I agree I agree with that
1: you've got but, to but,
2: yeah yeah but it's working so far I mean he beat the man he beat the man hasn't he so yeah, we're-, um, I, I, we're just being I'm, I'm personally speculating I think there's a lot of holes Honestly, I, 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 just worries me he's going to be a highlight reel because he, he does get hit quite easily yeah and um, there's some, there's a lot of powerful guys in the 205 coming up in the next. There's some big, strong guys there who, 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 if they touch him, he will go to sleep. But this, this is
1: scary thing. I hate to do this every time, Farmer, but you put him in John Jones. I think John Jones lights him up.
0: Mm, I think Jones is a lot more tighter than he is, to be honest, a lot more tighter. And um, guys, before we wrap this up, I do want to speak about this. Your thoughts. Quick fire round, gentlemen. If you please may... UFC fight night, next one, UFC fight night, Sunday um, 19th, uh, Kater versus Emmett, uh, that's the main main event, main event is Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett, um, what do you guys think? kater has
2: been, been on an improving
1: um, trajectory, so I, I would like to see, I think Kater will win that.
0: And what do you think, Professor?
1: Uh, I agree with Kater. I hope we ha- we we ask about the next fights because I got we got. to hope we big up our guy who's potentially on his last fight there as well. Donald Cerrone versus Joe Luzan.
0: That's it. Yes, that's right. That's right. They've hope, they've so, both been around for a hot minute now, isn't it?
1: They have done, but I want to make sure that Don Cerrone goes out with a bang. That's like he he needs to be looked after by the UFC. That's right. It that has to be his last fight. Has to be. I think he knows it. And I think he got very upset about it. And then obviously we got, what was it? Kevin Holland and team means, oh, I hope Holland does something about it, but he's become a bit of a backing stock. I'm honest, but
0: yeah, you know what? I think Kevin needs to go to a forest
1: and
2: chill.
0: <laughs> I think he does because the guy has so much potential, but I think he's his own worst enemy.
2: He, he's like a George best of the sport, isn't he? So much potential, so much skill. Just is it and he but the way he talks in the interview, he's he's a as a as coach T say he sounds a nut nut mate. But hey, who am I? But sorry guys, I wanna just bounce one before I know um professor needs to go, but I cannot leave out this. Right? Leon Edwards against Lisbon I'm sorry, I'm gonna
1: put the JA on this mate.
2: J A for you folks out there, the Jamaican boy. You, we have to talk quickly. Talk about
1: that one. All right, I'll put, I'll put this nice and simple. Hundred pounds, Usman completely does the job, and Leon never gets put in the question again. I've got no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Hundred pound on the table,
2: simple. Usman like, okay, when you uh, say d- d- by knockout,
1: just wins, wins, right? That's it. Usman. That could
2: be subject. No, but if you're so confident, you got to say by knockout.
1: Uh, oh. Yeah, fight knockout then. Go for it. You serious? Yeah, I'll put the bet on now if you want. We
2: discussed this off air, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, can't, we, can't be, just, we can't be encouraging. <laughs> uh, there, Sorry, we're not into the, uh, uh, gambling
1: here or whatever, but um, uh, that's definitely not going to happen. I'm checking the odds now. I,
0: I, I, You know what, mate? I'd, you know, I, like, I like the Jamaican. I like my Jamaican brother, but I'm going with Kamara Usman, man. I think Kamara's more of the total package. I do. If it goes to the ground, I think Kamara's got it. Stand up. I think Kamara can compete standing up as well.
2: Not kicking. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're, oh, wait, wait, oh mate, you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked. We're going to have another jam who's a world cha- champion, another Jamaican boy.
1: Uh, it, um, can uh, happen, it, it can it, happen, though. I, I think he's got, it he's
0: got the potential. He's got the potential.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, if you're getting rocked by Nate Diaz, then I'm sorry, Usman's gonna knock you the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Speaking mind, speaking mind, Professor. That's it. Speaking mind. Oh mate, And on that note, guys. On that note. Um. And when I say guys, I'm talking to the listeners, like you press, you use your thumb or your index finger, you press play. You've had us in your ears, whether you've been on a treadmill, you're driving to work, from work, on a train, on a bus, on a plane. I don't know, but thank you for being with us. Thank you for riding with us on episode 18, Spinning Knockout. Uh, First of all, Professor, great to have you back on the show. Hopefully you'll be back on again.
1: Thanks for having me, Coach T. Yes, I'll be back on as soon as I can. To listeners, obviously, living a busy life, I've got to try and squeeze it in and around, obviously, loved ones as well. Oh, you <laughs> have to
2: be back for um for Usman and Leon Edwards. Just remember, that. <laughs> I remember,
1: remember, remember that, viewers. He will yeah. be back.
0: Yeah, yeah, you got to be, be back for at least
1: that one. Right, I'll be that that for that one, hundred percent, certain And it's not like I'm like I said, I'm not going to be losing this. What is it? Yeah, hundred pounds for Leon just to win. I get three thirty return. So he's the he's the underdog massively. Usman's only a extra thirty three pounds. So yeah I'm comfortable with that sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'll back on. Um, and then yeah listeners I will be back soon don't you worry especially for Leon and everything else I may even come back to fulfill you in obviously on how Polaris goes after the weekend obviously which yeah be that, that'll
0: be good that'll be
1: actually that'll be very
0: good actually yes yeah you're welcome mate
1: no, definitely well thanks guys and obviously hopefully speak to you all soon
0: yes and Farmer thank you for riding shotgun again always a pleasure having you on board man really enjoyed this UFC show
2: have you come on when do i never not enjoy it you know the only thing i missed out on is um leon edwards being victorious when he will be <laughs> but, he will. but yeah thanks again Oh, you know you know as i say, we're not journalists we're not experts we're just free guys having a having a pint and chatting in a pub and enjoying our sports you know we're not we're not technical what we say but i hope you get the gist and get the fun of what we're trying to put across there you go couldn't have said it better myself
0: thank you for for listening listeners thank you for your time and your space and remember 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 if you need some herbal tea refreshments some iced tea something holistic to to be put into your body with the right minerals with the right anti-toxins and all of that fine fine good stuff you know check out www.leafofmind.co.uk that's www.leafofmind.co.uk be strong, be true, be you peace